Welcome, Sharon Marshall. Thank you so much for your time today, Drama Victoria. Really appreciates you coming to be interviewed as the legend you are. I'm going to start the interview with all of these artifacts, these extraordinary pieces of work you have generously brought in with you. Obviously, the time and the thought and the reflection on what to bring has obviously been in your mind. And so I'm just going to pass over to you. Tell us, work us through what you've chosen to bring in with you today and why. Okay, well, firstly, I brought in all my degrees that I've been lucky enough to have gained from the University of Melbourne. Not bad for a small country kid from Druin. Um, I was the first ever person in my family, both sides, to have ever completed VCE and to go to university. I've also included the very honourable um, Charles Slukey Memorial Award that I received um, way back in 2017. From Drama Vic. From Drama Vic. Um, pride of place upon my shelf at home. I didn't take it to school. Um, pride of place at home because I look at and I remember the man that he was and the man that shaped the drama community to what it is now. So here, here. it was a huge, huge honour. To my right, I have a massive collection of all the things that mean something to me over my 30 years. Um, from resources, the good old days of the hard um, copy of VCE solo topics, to study designs that I was privileged enough to work on and be on a committee for. All the books that have meant something to me, um, stemming from the great making drama and living drama from Bruce Burton, who was the reason why I joined Drama Victoria back right. when I was at university and he was a lecturer and then became a mentor and friend. And I was So he honest. was at Melbourne Uni lecturing yep. you? Yep. So what year was this? Would have been 1991, 1992. Cool. Um, so, and he propelled us to be involved with Drama Vic, so that's how long I've been a, been a member. The thank you cards that I've received from students over the years. Um, Acting Smart, that was pivotal when I was teaching VCA Drama and Theatre Studies. And still is. Still <laughs> is, and it still is. Um, Rob Galbraith, may he rest in peace. Another fantastic man who I had the privilege of meeting and working with. Photos from um, my VCA classes that I've had the privilege to teach. Now, what schools were these from? Um, these, the majority of this is from when I was teaching at St Paul's Anklin Grammar School. And I've also got some other materials of when I've taught at other schools as well. But one of the reasons why I include the 2001 class was a class that I was privileged enough to get um, a Premier's Prize in. And then the subsequent year as well was a, a, another chance I got to um, have a Premier's Prize. But also to having a very young Declan Green in my class. And um, one of my memorable experiences was in when I wrote in his diary in Year 7, Declan worked very well in drama and I think he has a future in it. I just wish I took a photocopy of that page. So that's his. That's a photo of him in Year 12? In Year 12 when they presented that and a little present. I've also included past students' work, the old folios that were handwritten yes. and resources. And also to an old chronicle. And back in 1987, I, my school had never done VC drama before. And we led the charge of having the, the school at Drone High School, the first ever VCA class. And I've included my English writer's folio, my argumentative essay of why study drama. Wow. So that's my collection in a nutshell. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's, uh, it's just extraordinary. And we thank you for bringing that stuff in. And you know, some of this stuff might be from 10, 15, 20 years ago, but 
the look on kids' faces and the the posing in their crowns <laughs> and whatever is timeless, isn't yeah. it? Kids are kids and, and we in drama, I think, get the best of who those people are. Oh, and we get them to see them bonding and yeah. them being brave enough to take on crazy challenges. I remember that day I walked in with aluminium foil and I gave them 60 minutes to produce something and I put on music and I said, there's no questions because... I love that. Because there's no answers for this. It's just to have fun. Great. I, love, I might be using that one next week. <laughs> How, when and why did you become so passionately, as we know you are, involved in drama education? I think from um, my first tread on the floorboards um, back in, I won't say the year, but I was in grade prep and I starred as a rabbit on the Druin High School auditorium stage that I ended up also being there for a student and then went back there as a teacher. Um, I think having the luck, and I'll say luck, of being selected to enter the University of Melbourne Institute of Education Bachelor of Secondary Arts. It's a course that's no longer available mm -hmm. and it was the first year that the Institute of Ed had um, become. It used to be... Grattan Street Tech, as a lot of people oh, called it right. back then. Um, absolutely loved it. Um, didn't love that I travelled every day for four years You're, from home. You you drove from Druin? No, it went on the train, so it was five hours each day. Wow. And I think what propelled me was I'd get, get up at five, I'd catch the Sparky in, couldn't afford a tram ticket, so I'd have to run up from Melbourne, uh, sorry, Flinders Street, or Flinders Street Station, I then would run down, I'd get off the train at 6.30 at night, I'd work as a waitress until probably 10 and then the day would go over again. I did an English drama degree, so all that time on the train was reading, writing notes, anything that I could get through the course because I couldn't afford or study wow. or to live on campus. Wow. Tell me about the changes over the years that you've witnessed in drama education oh there's been so many and as I said to you before I took some notes because I didn't want to leave out anything I think one of the biggest things I've seen is a decline in student numbers in classes yeah. which has been heartbreaking the impact of COVID I don't think we can um, diffuse its impact especially the increased anxiety levels of performance yeah that's something that I just assumed if you pick if you were going to study drama you knew you were going to perform and we've you know, there's been a whole different mindset. Um, how improvisational topics can cause additional trauma, even if you're just picking things out of a yeah. out of the hat. Um, I did a, you know, getting to pairs. One of you's a dentist, one of you's a five year old, and you're determined not to get in the chair. Well, I caused anxiety because a student was very scared of, of a dentist, and it's unintentional, but that's something we mm. I've learnt now to, to take on on board. STEM, not including the A for STEAM. Yeah. Yep. Um, the students' preference to do musicals instead of our subject because I get the drama kick, but without studying that the subject. That is a very, very interesting point. And that's something that I've seen over the years. Yep. The evolution, of, of course, of technology. Like I brought in a past student's work of a folio, whereas now it can be done online. I think probably the biggest thing is the wealth of resources that we now have access to. Um, I love to see on the Drama Bit website drama teachers asking questions and all these beautiful people responding. Yeah. Didn't have that when I started. A phone call to Drama Bit was you'd get the responses, but now there's this willingness to share, and I think that's something that a lot of subjects don't enjoy. Um, and I think finally um, working with passionate 
chief assessors in both drama and theatre studies over the last 20 years that I've been involved in it, which yep. keeps the drive and the passion. Yeah. Um, also to Drama Victoria. I can't, I can't omit their influence on it, on drama, drama education in this state. Well, you've been very much involved as a, as a regional rep for Drama mm. Vic for years and keeping that ignited in, in the regional areas too, and we thank you for that. Oh, thanks. What is your uh, ideas of highs and lows in your career as an educator? Um, I suppose it also comes down to I love the bond that VCE classes have. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't say that junior classes don't have it, but a lot of times it's compulsory or students haven't selected drama, but the joys of blocking have allowed yeah. them to be a part of your drama class, even though, even though they may not want to be there. Um, I think the two premiers prizes in drama have been personally an achievement because I've always been an advocate for academic drama. I yep. certainly have. A number of students achieving 40 plus, um, past students becoming drama teachers, yeah. um, two of them including Amara Jensen and Nicholas ah. Kong. So I've got lots of memories of those. Achievements of past students, including Declan. I think attending the International Drama Conference in Hong Kong and presenting to a small but very vivacious group and a lot of whom did not speak English. Right. And using your theatrical skills to get intent and meaning across. Um, The Charles Slukey Award, that Mm. was a huge, huge honour. Um, and then I had to have a laugh that my name was spelt wrong on the big screen behind. Thanks, Meg Upton. <laughs> um, the honour of becoming this legend. It's mm. an honour I didn't think I would get to and I'm really um, chuffed. And I think this is going to sound really weird, the selection of my ensemble topics. I made um, Amara Jensen's year perform and the topic was cystic fibrosis. And the um, resource material was the song 65 Roses. Right. And being so adventurous in getting them to do that. Yeah, really ballsy, Mm. really gutsy stuff. What, whether it's drama education or just the drama world, because I know you're actively involved with drama uh, theatre-wise outside the Mm. teaching practice, what's the most memorable experiences for you? You can go with uh, education or you can just go your personal choices. Um, Presenting at Drama Vic conferences. Yep. giving back what I get, um, always electing to do a, practi- a practical workshop. Yep. Um, I really enjoyed learning through um, participation, but also the chance to be a drama student again myself. Yep. Yep. Um, I think, and this is going to sound really weird, that 2001 class is memorable in so many ways. It was the first time I ever taught VCE drama. And that year they were the class was rated the second best in the state. There used to be a printing of it in the Herald Sun. And I got a Christmas card thanking me for that from my then principal. I thought that was quite funny. Um, and I think attending a, a premier prize ceremony. We're very lucky when we have that honour of our students achieving mm-hmm. the greatness that is. Um, it doesn't define a class or define a student, but it's lovely recognition for the student and especially when the student invites you along to attend. Yes. I think that's a huge honour. Really special. Yeah, really, really honour. Fantastic. You've touched on Charles, um, but talk about some of the mentors and collaborators you've had the fortune to work (laughs) with over the years. I apologise for the written list and I apologise now if I leave out anyone. You don't have to apologise for anything. Because there are so many and the people I'm about to meet are certainly not in order. 
Um, I've got to say Bruce Burton, as I said before. Um, Kate Donlan, uh, she was one of my lecturers back in first year university. And from first year university graduation, four years later, her passion was resolute and it really mm. imparted upon myself. Drama Victoria Management, past and present, just one word, supportive, they're brilliant. Lindy Clark, oh. um, her appearance on the SBS Insight Show I still have recorded on VHS. Oh, about learning difficult. Have you got that? Yeah, and also too about, about performance-based earnings and your enthusiasm and support of people. Phil Norman, mentor to friend, his passion, understanding and the love of arts was imparted upon me from the first time I met him as a chief assessor. Richard and Bron for their support of VCAR assessors and their inclusivity for regional members. There's not many of us, but we will travel and we will assess in the city. And I really hope that never goes away because I think that's important. Meg Upton, I'll say one word, she'll laugh at this, clipboard, she'll know what it means. But also herself and Joe Raphael for their support of drama education. Mm. Deidre Marshall, she's um, not yeah. my cousin, but a very dear fa- friend. And I think she was a leading charge of the importance of regional arts. Yes, yes, with and that was Stratford. Correct, and the original of the inaugural winner of the Charles Lukey oh, Award. Oh, right. For regional uh, teachers, for, yeah. For regional teachers. And Mary Ryan um, was very influential um, in my formative years of, of being a drama teacher. Helen Champion, Glenn Martin and Chris Allen and Smithies from VCA. Yeah. I remember Chris Allen tapping on me on the shoulder one day and said, I really think you should be an assessor. And that's how it all began because I'd seen all the performances and she knew that. Um, every teacher I've ever worked with, presented to at conferences and also participated with. Um, last but certainly not least, um, Miles Collins, his conversations, ongoing support, Sam Mackey and Eli, um, Ali Arez, sorry, um, just their willingness to share their knowledge yep. to everyone and all the hugs at drama and theatre studies get togethers on the yeah. hunger and I, COVID really, I really hated it. Yeah. But that's not a definitive list. There's someone I'm sure I've left out, but they're the ones that mm-hmm. really Come meant something. Yeah. What is your favourite? You mentioned drama. Vic, you also mentioned um, going to Hong Kong for that uh, conference. Dra- International Drama Conference, yeah. Uh, was it an ISTA conference? No, it was um, the year that um, Mr. O'Toole received his drama award at the Sydney University. It was at NIDA. And that was oh, my right. first ever conference for his um, research book. Right. Yep. What is your favourite professional learning experience? I think achieving my initial degree yep. would be first and foremost. It was a big call to travel so many hours each day. And, and you did that for four, for four years? Oh, wow. Four years. It was a four-year course back then. Um, and then later on getting my master's, I didn't think I earned the right to get my master's until I became um, a really good teacher. And it was only when I had the confidence up that I actually mm-hmm. ventured into further study. And the gap that I left was over 20 years. Wow. I, I, yeah, it was a huge change to um, how to write mm. essays from, and yeah. being an English teacher, I was writing them like English essays, very different. I think also too, treading the boards again, this year marks the 10th anniversary of the first time I went back on stage with my own um, performance with a little theatre company at home. And since then, having the bravery to go for roles, yep. you may not get them and you might be offered a different role and being on the stage and realising 
and understanding the ethos of what we ask our kids to do by yep. doing it themselves and inviting your classes to see you on stage. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then coming along. That's and then reminding them if Miss Marshall's performing as a male who swears and, and does this, this and this, that's not her personally. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> what would you say are the secrets to the longevity of your career? I think the internal love for it. Um, while the fight can dissipate because I've certainly seen a lot of changes, you're always fighting for people to understand and appreciate the importance of the performing arts. Yeah. It's not just an ad hoc subject. You do need passionate, qualified people, qualified people to teach the subject. Um, I think also too, attending conferences, presenting at workshops. Yes, it's a really scary thing to do to your peers, but no one judges you. They're actually really thankful for you to, you know, to give a part of your knowledge. And I always admit, look, this lesson didn't work in class. Since then, I've done this and this. Um, VCAR assessing, best PD ever. Yeah. Because it really puts you on an even kill with everybody else, regardless of school status, you're there teaching. And I think probably the most important thing, the eternal love and support of your partner, yeah, family and friends. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely paramount. I couldn't agree more. I'm going to finish with, because you've touched on artefacts and you've touched on your association with VCAA and Drama Vic and, and various bodies. Any advice that you would pass on to the next generation of drama educators coming through? I think what's really important, maintain the fight for our subject. Value its academic worth in a practical sense as well. Drama's just not fun and games. Yes. Um, I've stopped using the word games in class and I say activities because activities promote a different understanding and mindset with the class. Going to use that one. Um, I think never lose your quirkiness and enthusiasm for your subject. We walk to different beat drama teachers and theatre study teachers, be afraid to keep up that stride. Mm. Don't let it become a shuffle, but let it maintain to be a strive. And it's a marathon, it's not just a race. Yeah. and have the end goal in sight. And that is to impart the love of drama to the next generation of students who, like I've had the fortune enough for them to be, go and become drama educators and theatre study educators. I think we're going to leave it there. Really wise words. Thank you, Sharon, for oh, your time you. and for coming up and for sharing these really special moments with us. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you.